Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell with a brand new show on 1150 AM KKNW called It's Bigger Than Me. Did you love that theme song? It's a song from Leandria Johnson called It's Bigger Than Me, and it was actually my inspiration for the title of the show. We've been doing a lot of work in the community. A lot of people are doing work in the community, and when you listen to this song, she talks about you're perfect top to bottom, beginning to end. When you think about work that we're doing with children in the community, it's perfect for them to know how amazing they are. And so this show is really designed to inspire, uplift, to stimulate some intellectual dialogue, and really to place a spotlight on people and organizations that are doing amazing things in the community. At the end of the day, I am the host of this show, but it's so much bigger than me. So much bigger than me. So let me introduce myself. My name is Tracy Harrell, and I am an author, a radio show host. I consider myself a corporate professional. I have 25 years of professional experience in corporate America, um, eight years at IBM. I worked in New York and North Carolina, Mexico City, Rio, Brazil, Florida as well. Um, I have 14 years at Disney, and there I was in Florida. Their, their headquarters. Um, and then I've been in the Pacific Northwest for the last five years working at Microsoft. And what an experience this entire journey has been. I got here and I started a radio show with KKNW um, about 18 months ago. And the title of that other radio show, which airs on Saturdays, is called Our Journey, Our Dreams, The Art and Science of being aware and getting there. And the purpose of that show was really for me to talk to individuals, to share their stories around their life, their journey, really to understand what they're doing to achieve their goals so that their stories can help others. And that show has evolved to this show, which is called It's Bigger Than Me. So it's really more, more this show is really more about that community engagement. We all wanna be the best we can be, but it's really about what can we do to help others and that's the purpose of this show. When I think about my corporate experience, again, I'm grateful and thankful. You know, but my passion is really around the community. And I've always been a part of uh, community organizations. I am currently president of the National Black MBA Association, the Seattle chapter. And uh, that organization's primary mission nationally, the primary mission is to promote economic and intellectual empowerment for our communities. And the Seattle chapter is uh, about five years old or young, uh, but the National Black MBA Association as an organization has been around for about the last 40 years. And there's about 40 chapters around the, the country, and we all focus on the same things. What I'm doing here as a part of this show, and, and the Black MBA Seattle chapter is sponsoring the first four months of this show specifically to highlight some programming that we're doing to bring individuals in the community together to make the world a better place. So if I think about the topic for today's show, we said the topic today is, what is your vision? What is your 2020 vision for a better community? And part of what I do on this show is I bring on amazing people, amazing guests. Um, Dr. Jerry Bird Tart, is she on? How are you, Tracy? How are you? So, Doctor, I am doing well. Don't be sounding all calm and mellow. <laughs> when Dr. Tart gets started, it's over, people. I just need you to know she's starting calm. Um, but I've had you on the show, on the Our Journey, Our Dream show, the Saturday show that's at 1 o'clock p.m. on 1150 a.m. I've had you on a number of times because when we talk about empowerment, we've been talking about how do we help individuals be their best. And we've talked about topics like being intentional, right? We, we've interviewed tons of people. I brought some of my most favorite books. You know, we've talked about The Secret and, you know, The Power of Habit and, you know, int intentional thinking and, you know, all those things. And so we know that there are some common truths, right, that people need, things that people need to do to be successful, right? And you've always come on Absolutely. and you've talked about your life as well. G give us a quick introduction, first of all, to who you are and, and just to, to, to align with the theme of today's show can you tell us who you are and what is your vision for a better community yes. in 2020? 
Thank you, um, Tracy, for asking. Um, I am a Jerry Tart. I received my doctorate some years back in uh, community counseling, and one of the reasons that I really wanted to do that was because of the need that I see in our communities for individuals to recognize and embrace the significance of sound mental health. So I've been a um, in private practice for the last 20 years as a psychotherapist. Prior to then, I worked in uh, the educational system. I worked for Valencia Community College. I've worked for Lockheed Martin. And believe it or not, in all of those areas, I worked for the state of Florida, and in all of those areas, I was doing something having to do with mental health or counseling in some regard or the other. And it's amazing to recognize that there are corporations um, that do embrace it. And now, as it relates to um, our vision uh, for 2020 and the empowerment, I'm wanting to reach out to churches to uh, uh, raise the level of awareness as it relates to mental health. I am passionate about mental health. Since I was 16 years old, it has been my dream to be a psychotherapist, and that's exactly what God has granted me to do now. And for that reason, I give him all the praise, and that's where I come from. That's my core, and that's what I like to share with, with, the, with the individuals, to recognize that whatever their circumstances, as it relates to their mental health, it's important to understand it first before we can get the treatment. As we talk about what that we, as we talk about the fact that God is, we recognize that he's already aware of these kinds of dynamics. And he's there. His word supports what it is that he's ready to do for all of us if we're willing to be obedient. Uh, I love it. And I think one of the things I know we've talked about uh, in the past over the last 18 months as it relates to, again, I'm going to link the two shows as I transition to this topic. So Our Journey, Our Dreams, the, the subtitle to that show, which, again, is a part of a book that I'm writing by the same title, our journey, our dreams. It was the art and science of being aware and getting there. And we talked a lot about how important it is to, you know, focus on awareness, like focus on your current state, like taking a realistic look at where you are today and what where you want to be in the future. And I think the, the difference, closing that gap is really what the show is all about, right? So the art and science of being aware and then getting there because you can be aware and never get there. Right. You could you Absolutely. could you could, you know. Right. So we want to talk a little bit about the, the importance of awareness and then really bridging that gap between being aware and then actually getting there, actually being the best you can be. But also, you know, I'll stop there. Tell us a little bit, a little bit about how important it is to be aware and then focus on and taking there. steps to getting there, being intentional, right. being intentional. Absolutely recognizing your distractors because we can be very distracted. We can have a passion for something or say that we have a passion for something, but we don't recognize why we're distracted, why we aren't there, why we, why, why it is that we aren't getting there. So I'm big. I'm sorry. No, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, please. I'm big on vision boards. So being aware and getting there, I heard you mention a moment ago about the secret, but even in addition to that, it's about recognizing what's going on within us. Um, so being able to write it out, write it down, see the vision, see it, acclaim it, embrace it, recognize what you, who you are, doing the introspection to understand that if this is something that you really are invested in, look at the emotional connections that you have with your behaviors, because our behaviors are directly co correlated with our emotions as well as our thoughts. So being aware and getting there has to do with our willingness to do the work, the internal work, and recognizing that if there are things that we consider to be bigger, like you just said, this is bigger than us, those boulders that are in the way, how then can we get around them? So um, the power of intention, being focused, being deliberate, but we can't forget follow-through. We've got to believe it. We've got to write it out. As I said before, embrace it, see ourselves in that position, and making it happen. Dr. Sorry, I think you may have summarized the first four shows that we had in just that brief. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. That's exactly right. The very first show we had, we talked about the book or the movie called The Secret. And The Secret mm -hmm. talks about, for anyone who hasn't read it or seen it, you can you know, pull it up on Netflix. It's a, it's a simple read or it's a, I don't know, an hour and a half movie or something like that. But it's The Secret. It talks about the power of or the law of attraction. 
right? There's another book called The Power of Intention, but it really just says, you know, you just mentioned a few things. You said see it, claim it. You mentioned the concept of distractions. I mean, oftentimes many of us go through life distracted for our entire life. We just kind of let things happen, right? And we just mm-hmm. go along with the flow. And part of this show, if, you're, if, you, if you know that you were meant to do something great and you're not there yet, then listen to this show every week. Each Sunday at 3 p.m., we're going to be bringing people together to talk about how important it is to be the best that you can be, right? We're going to inspire listeners to be the best that they can be. We're going to have these personal interviews, and I'll highlight a number of just documented truths, right, around scientific research, best-selling books. I'm pulling in TED Talks, all kinds of things. We're going to make sure you have very practical applications on what you can do to be the best you can be. And Dr. Chart, like you said as well, in order to really stimulate that intellectual and economic, you know, uh, empowerment, right, that's what the Black MBA does. And, I, and, and that's what our vision is as an organization. We've kind of turned this show into a practical application of those things. So whatever you are trying to do, if you're a mother and you just want to be a better parent, or if you're a husband and you want to be a better spouse, have a better relationship. If you if you want to do better at your job, if you if you always wanted to get a degree, if you want to start that business, if you whatever it might be, if you just know you you want to do something different. If you have a goal that you want to achieve, then this is the show for you because we are here to inspire people to be the best they can be. We want to really also uplift our community and talk about connections. And we're really going to focus on these themes of positive psychology. And again, that's a whole series of things where we just choose. We are very intentional. We choose to think about positive outcomes of anything that happens. Have you ever been stuck in traffic and you're you're complaining the whole time, right? You know, you mentioned thoughts. Like we can choose how we experience anything. When I'm in traffic and there's something that happens, you know, I'm thinking about any number of of positive things. And it's never, you know, I'm not going to say I never have road rage because... My honey would probably disagree. <laughs> but I would say nine okay. times out of ten, it is not a place, you know, that I go naturally, right? Like, I'm always assuming that whatever happens to me, it is for my good, right? And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a fact. Um, the other thing this show is meant to do is to really uh, place a spotlight on people and organizations in the community who are making a difference. So I say all that to say, Dr. Chart, we're going to actually have three specific segments in the show. The first segment is actually going to be called Making a Difference, the Community Corner. Right. The okay. second segment is going to be called, and stay with me on this, Everything You Need to Get Everything You Want. <laughs> I didn't say thing. For those who aren't from the South, thing is basically a translation for thing with a little funk on it. Right. We just want to mm-hmm. amp it up just a little bit. So everything yes. you need to get everything you want. Thing. Yes. Got it. And the third uh, segment of this show, as you listen to us, is going to be called Surrender and Soar. Oh, wow. This show happens to be on a Sunday at 3 p.m. My other show, Our Journey, Our Dreams, is a very pragmatic approach to success. We talk about high-performance leaders, and we talk about what, you know, we listen to people's stories, and we talk about what it takes to be successful. The scientific, the art and the science of being aware, being successful. Um, and this show, you know, the reason I called it It's Bigger Than Me was partially that song by Leandra Johnson. But it was also, I was trying to tell my story as a part of the Our Journey, Our Dreams uh, platform. And because I'm trying to keep that show very um, scientific, a bit more pragmatic approach, I wasn't able to really honestly tell my story without bringing in some spiritual aspect. And you don't have to be a believer mm-hmm. to listen to the show. But for me to tell my story, there's no possible way for me to talk about my journey and some of the miracles that I've seen and not actually talk about a higher power. Like I can turn I, without a doubt, Dr. Tartan, you and I can get really into this conversation. But Oh, yes. Yes, we can. I, I have God to thank for everything. Again, this is not a spiritual show, at, you know, by any means. But if you listen at some point, when you listen to the Surrender and Soar segment of the show, we're going to have people on who are going to talk about miracle after miracle after miracle. I have someone sitting here right next to me. When we come back, we're going to introduce one of my guests, and his name is? Mabin Chisabuka. Mabin Chisabuka. Where are you from, Mabin? 
I'm from Zambia, Africa. Zambia. And so we're going to have Maven actually talk a little bit about something that happened to him, how he got here. Like, there's some miracles that have happened. I'll talk about my life, some things that have happened that have honestly taken me to a level where I've never been happier. And I promise you, if you stay tuned with us, we're going to make sure you're inspired, uplifted, stimulated, and really see how it really is bigger than me. This is Tracy Harrell, KKNW. We'll be right back. What is community? A unified group of people? How unified is your community? You can help yours today. Join the movement in conjunction with the Black NBA Association of Seattle on April the 18th, between 6 and 9 p.m., we are presenting Building Leaders of Tomorrow through Community Leadership Today. It's a blessing upon my life, my brother's lives, my mom's life, and it's, it's led us to a better place in our life. It encouraged Chase to want to be actively participating in LOT. I, I really love the Case Part LOT. Um, this is my third year. My first year, I was an alternate. My second year, last year, when I presented, it, it, it really helped Come one, come all, April the 18th, 2019, between 6 and 9 p.m., with the doors opening at 4 p.m. at New Holly Neighborhood Campus, The Gathering Hall, 7054 32nd Avenue South, Seattle, Washington. Learn and discuss three strategic directions, personal and professional connections, cultural and historical connections, home and school connections. I know for a fact that all of my students would be up at least two to three reading levels by the end of the school year if they took the course. I've definitely seen a difference in DeAsia as far as school goes. I think it would be of value to any parent to uh, sit through the videos. They, they didn't take very long. The book isn't a huge book. It's not like 500 pages. Um, so I think any parent would uh, glean something from. That's a full of responses. The homeschool connection appears to be a program that can be effective as a parent orientation in any educational setting. Remember, come out April the 18th. Make sure you RSVP at eventbrite.com and search for the National Black MBA Association of Seattle. And don't forget to stay for a community fun time fellowship afterwards, beginning at 9 p.m. Let's make a lasting change for future generations. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. Hello, hello. This is Tracy Harrell again with It's Bigger Than Me. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than all of us. Dr. Tart, how big is it? (laughs) It is so big. Oh, my goodness. We can't get over it, under it, around it. I like it. It's I love it. So what I loved about that promotion that you just heard, um, and that promotion was done by um, Kevin Meeks, who is an amazing multimedia person who actually leads the multimedia at my local church here. And the church is called New Beginnings Christian Fellowship. And um, the reason I mention that is that part of any community, I think, Dr. Tart, you mentioned some of the healthcare work that you do at churches as well. And so, so yeah. part of what that, that promotion was for is for an event that we're hosting on April 18th. But it's really not about the event because the two ladies that I have on the phone, I have Dr. Jerry Bertard, who just introduced ourselves. I also have on the phone Ms. Bolanle. Help me out. Oh, oh, say it again. Bolanle Ambonije. I almost had it. Bolanle Ambonije. Mm-hmm. Is that right? So, Miss Jerry Bertart, Dr. Jerry Bertart, and Miss Balanle Abani, one more time. Ambonije. Miss Balanle. I'm just going to call you Balanle because I got that part down. Miss Balanle. Right. Yes. First of all, the fact that I'm so excited to have both of you on because the event on 418, you're both physically going to be in Seattle. So, Dr. Tart, you're in Orlando, Florida. Yes. And Belane, where are you located? St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis. And so you're going to be here in Seattle also on April 18th. We're, we're, we are, the two of us, and there's also a Miss Kim Smith who is local here in Seattle. She um, has a, a 
consulting company called Smith Solutions, and she also is uh, president of a nonprofit organization called Reach for Women. So the four of us are leading a broad initiative, a community transformation that's called Building Leaders of Tomorrow Through Community Leadership Today. And the sponsoring uh, organization for this particular show for the next four months, as I mentioned, mentioned, is the National Black MBA Association. And they have a program called Leaders of Tomorrow. It's a mentoring program for high school students. And we're building Leaders of Tomorrow. We're bringing that program into this community, but we knew we had to do more. We couldn't just bring in a program that's focused on students without the work I've been doing for the last two years, partially at Microsoft, was, was around adaptive leadership. Not as my real job, but what, what as a forcing function to how do we create an, an inclusive environment where everyone thrives? I've been trained over the last two and a half, three years on this concept of adaptive leadership. It's around systems analysis. So you do a root cause analysis on your current state, and through that analysis, you determine changes that need to be made at multiple level, levels of the system. So our program, Building Leaders of Tomorrow through Community Leadership Today, is actually that systems analysis in motion. So we have different individuals who are actually going to talk about and, and bring forward uh, a movement, basically, that's going to allow us to change our community for generations to come. We're not going to give you everything at once because that would be a little bit overwhelming, but we are going to talk about it. We're going to make sure everyone's clear what it takes to drive long-term sustainable change. And then we're going to have Dr. Tart here who's going to bring her uh, positive psychology and her, her heart work is what we call it. And then we're going to have uh, Kim Smith is going to be focused on what we call the brain work or the mind work. It is work to change. And then Ms. Balanle, actually well, your specialty, would you like to introduce yourself real quick? And we are going to come back to Maven, I promise. But after hearing that commercial, I just got excited. So I got a little bit off script. But so the commercial was talking about this Building Leaders of Tomorrow through Community Leadership Today, this program that's April 18th. It's going to be at the New Holly Neighborhood Campus, the Gathering Hall. And both of these beautiful women are going to be here in April on Thursday the 18th, to really showcase how we can change the community. So we're going to be asking people to join the movement, to share their vision. We're going to be asking you, what is your vision, community? What is your vision for success in 2020? And then we're also going to ask you to stay for the fun. We're going to have a live art demonstration. There's going to be dueling DJs and community karaoke. It's going to be tons of fun because we know community is about coming together. So Yes, it is. I'm excited about it. So my next, before I go to Maven, I'm just going to give... Uh, Balani, I'm going to give you a chance to do a quick introduction of who you are and your role, work that, you, work that you've already been doing for the past 20 years, and how you play an important part in this building leaders of tomorrow through community leadership today. Can you do a quick intro and tell us a little bit about your vision? Sure, absolutely. And thank you for the opportunity. And, and, uh, and I want to say hello to all of the, to the other guests. Uh, my name is Lamale Ambunije, and I represent UNI Rise. It's an education and training company that uses African-centered philosophy to solve American problems at school, at work, and in the community. So we contract with schools and employers and organizations and other institutions that see value in proactively equipping its people, its partners, clients, employees, and, and that kind of thing as, as people as an important step towards fulfilling their mission. And uh, so my vision, my 2020 vision, has to do with, uh, for our community, respecting and embracing our condition. And what I mean by that is we often speak about our people and about our condition in a negative light. We talk about, you know, the problems that we have with disdain and disgust and shame. You know, we don't realize that, any people who've gone through what we've been through as a people would be in the condition that we're in. And, mm. you know, if we were to mm-hmm. think about can, can our you, can you Can you pause and say that again? Because I think sometimes when you, when you first said it to me, I was like, mm, deep, mm-hmm. deep. Because if you think about the first show, Our Journey, Our Dreams, The Art and Science of Being Aware and Getting There, I have Get to admit, it. I did not have the same, the right level of awareness. And when you said it, it's like, because mm, can you pause real quick and say, anyone, and just, just, just you know, percolate sure. a little bit more on that topic, because I do think it just, it, it took me by surprise when you really roll back. A lot of us don't roll back and say, you know what, we are where we are because of what we've been through. Can you talk about that a little bit more and then we'll go forward? Sure, sure. Um, 
So put it like this. What I said is that uh, we don't realize that any any people who have gone through what we have gone through would be in the condition that we're in because uh, we have had a human response to the conditions that we've been that we've been uh, subjected to. And so, if we were put it like this, if we were to think about our condition as a physical illness like cancer or diabetes, we would treat ourselves differently. So, like, if you know somebody has cancer, you wouldn't say, look at you with your cancer having sex. You know, <laughs> you, Absolutely. You're such a pitiful mm-hmm. person. You, we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't talk like that to somebody who has a physical illness. Our illness is a, is a, is a, a conditioned mental illness, and it deserves the same kind of respect, the same kind of uh, 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 in, you know, the same kind of uh, diagnosis, you know, the same kind of investigation, the same kind of respect and love that you would put on anyone who who has any other kind of illness, you know. But but it's understandable. I understand why we treat ourselves that way, and it's because we haven't been in a situation where we've treated it, where we've had the opportunity to love and respect ourselves. Mm. You know, we've come up in an environment that that has not done that with us or for us, you know, mm. and so we have to create that for ourselves. Yeah, you know, so, you know, sorry, girl, you know what I love when you said the first time you, you were explaining it to me, you said, now what if you knew someone who had been, can you finish this sentence for me or that? that? Oh, sure, sure, sure. If you knew someone who had been raped what would you recommend for them? And we both said therapy. Some therapy, right. And if you knew someone who had who had witnessed a murder, what would you recommend for them? If you knew somebody who had been kidnapped or had their children kidnapped from them, you know, and they never saw them again, or if you knew somebody who witnessed horrific acts, you know, like beatings and stuff like that, you would recommend therapy for them. But that's what our people have been subjected to for for hundreds of years and we haven't had therapy Mm. and so what we we have been doing is you know we've had responses to the trauma Mm. but without the opportunity to heal from it Mm. dr joy Mm -hmm. DeGruy, she 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 lays it out beautifully when she uh talks about post-traumatic slave syndrome and how hold on hold on because the first time you said you got to slow down you 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 this is good some people are hearing this for the first time, and they're probably swallowing, thinking, mm, there's nothing non-logical about what you just said. Everything you said is completely logical. So let me just pause. Exactly. Let me just pause, because you're going to throw a lot out there. You're going to come back to this. You're going to come back to Dr. What's her name again? Oh, Dr. Joy uh-huh. DeGroote. Okay, uh-huh. so, so, let's pause. So, so let's mm-hmm. pause real quick, because I just think you just said a lot. And I'm going to ask mm-hmm. our mental therapist expert, Dr. Jerry Bertart, <laughs> to lean in a little bit here. So, uh-huh. but... So she just said our our current condition as a community. Let me just translate our condition as a community. When you look at you see some some non-optimized communities. Some people okay. call them underprivileged, um, disadvantaged, whatever you might call them. But basically, you're saying disenfranchised. Disenfranchised. There's many words that are being used for our community. But kind of what you're saying is, as a people, many mm-hmm. of us, right? You know, we've been through a conditions some situations right. dr Tuck. And the word is trauma trauma that's the word trauma that's mm. the word that i want to put out there we have minimized or marginalized trauma because we've been treated as such and it's not this isn't about blame but you said this is about awareness we're raising our level of awareness right this is what we're doing and she was so on point i would just want to say Hallelujah! But she was so important <laughs> when she was talking. I got the doctor about... saying Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, I mad at you because sometimes that's what you got to do. <laughs> I, I mean, really, it is so very, very true. And as we understand the the, the significance of of what the kinds of uh, experience, uh, the examples that she gave, it shifts our paradigm. When we lose a loved one, if someone has, if we've seen someone die in our presence, and we don't have a place to put it, it shifts our paradigm because we don't understand what to do with it. So, as they say, 
we swallow hard, as it were. Mm. We suppress it. Mm. And as a result mm-hmm. of that, what, I'm sorry, what comes, what comes from that is um, more of the, we tend to, again, we tend to become, um, what's that word I'm looking for? Insensitized, desensitized. We become desensitized to the, tr- to the trauma of the, of the experience. Uh, and um, we don't call it, or we don't see it as dramatic as it is, or traumatic as mm. it is. Mm. Well, I, I just love both of you, first of all. And this is this show is all about positive psychology, and we are 100% focused on moving each person Boy. who listens forward and moving us to a place where we can be the best individuals we can be. But this show is also about being the best community that we can be. It's bigger than me, right? It's bigger than you. It's bigger than all of us. So it's going to take, what, is it, what do they say? It takes a village to raise a child, takes a right? It takes a village. Takes so a village. what we're saying Absolutely. is, you know, part of that awareness, being aware and getting there, part of that translation is an acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Absolutely. An acknowledgement. So, so what I, I love... Say, can, may I say this? Uh, please. Uh, an acknowledgement with empathy. Let mm. us not forget empathy as... Uh, the young lady was saying before we will not pay attention or we wouldn't we wouldn't call a person who may have been uh, diagnosed with a, a terminal illness or a chronic illness we would not necessarily refer to them in a non-empathetic way right. but when it comes to us dealing with trauma we are very non-empathetic right, uh, right. right. So, I love that and what I love most about what the work you're doing Belanle is you know when you first said this, I was like, "Oh my goodness, I'm so with you on this." I didn't know there was a, 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 a scientific approach to the work that you're doing, but you talked about how important it is. For example, when you think about our condition as a community, we're not optimized. I think we're not. You know, we we, we have there's many wonderful things that I could talk about our black community, and I'm this is this is saying hallelujah. We're going to be bringing people on. That's why the, the the show around making a difference. There's tons of people that are doing great things in the community, and there's so many wonderful things about our community. But if we're saying hey in 20 20 we have a we have a vision for more for our community we have a vision for you know improve communities across this country and so the reason we're doing this work the reason we've come together is because again now is the time and it's really interesting because we live in king county by the way for people around the country this is i'm in washington state we live in king county which is actually named after guess who Martin Luther King. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., yes. <laughs> and so that's exciting in itself. And, and, and when I talk about transition and we talk about being vulnerable, so, again, I mentioned 25 years that I've had in corporate America, eight years at IBM, 14 years at Disney. My last five years was is at Microsoft. I got laid off from Microsoft, and it was the happiest day of my life, not because Microsoft isn't a wonderful place to work, and not because I didn't work with wonderful, amazing people, but it was because I've been doing this work. It's almost like when you woke, you can't be unwoke, right? I've been right. doing this work around <laughs> adaptive leadership, and how do you truly create a, you know, an inclusive environment where everyone can thrive, where you know, I considered my experience in corporate America, you know, um, I was a fluorescent yellow on a team of pastels. Right. A fluorescent yellow with hot pink neon polka dots on a team of wonderful pastels, like lovely people. But if you can visualize that, you know, know, there was an opportunity for for dialogue and and, and change. And so I say that to say we've taken as a part of the Black NBA organization, there have been think tanks, uh, 200 participant think tanks, nationwide participation. listening circles, learning circles, tons of PhDs. So we have the answer around adaptive leadership. You know, and as it relates to, to, to making change in corporate America, you have to have everyone from the top down wanting to make a change, right? And being willing to, and you mentioned a very important word, do the work. Do the work. Mm-hmm. And what I found is in King County, right, I'm now part of this Healthy King County Coalition, this equity work team, and they actually get it. They are actually saying... They understand the concept of systems. They understand that they are a part of a system, and they're actually allocating funds for organizations like ours and others, like you know, uh, organizations that are grassroots who are in the community doing the work. They're allocating funds because they want to be part of the change. It's very, very exciting. And so the program that we're hosting on April 18th is the first of 12 months worth of dates we already have scheduled. 
right? The 18th, we're asking everyone to come out for that specifically because we are trying to change things. On my show, you know, one of my next shows, I'm going to have someone from King County here talking about the work that they're doing, the money that they're investing, why they're doing things the way they're doing it. So it's really, really, really exciting. And so I know we're kind of, there's so much for us to talk about. And, and Mike has given me the, 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 the finger um, that we need to go into our next commercial break. And so when we come back, Belanda, I know I heard you, I interrupted you when you were talking about, um, you were going into the doctor. Um, and so we're not going to go there. I am absolutely, when we come back, or go, we're going to talk about the next segment is going to be Surrender and Soar. And we're going to introduce, say your name one more time. Mabin Chisabuka. Mabin Chisabuka. Do we still have on the phone, do we still have Chip on the phone as well? Okay. So Mabin's going to come back and he's going to talk to us about work that he's doing in the community right now and how he was able to get here through some divine intervention. Mm -hmm. This is Tracy Harrell once again with It's Bigger Than Me on 1150 KKNW. What is community? A unified group of people? How unified is your community? You can help yours today. Join the movement in conjunction with the Black NBA Association of Seattle on April the 18th, between 6 and 9 p.m., we are presenting Building Leaders of Tomorrow through community leadership today. It's a blessing upon my life, my brother's lives, my mom's life, and it's, it's led us to a better place in our life. It encouraged Chase to want to be actively participating in LOT. I, I really love the Case Park LOT. Um, this is my third year. My first year, I was an alternate. My second year, last year, when I presented, it, it, it really helped me. Come one, come all, April the 18th, 2019, between 6 and 9 p.m., with the doors opening at 4 p.m. at New Holly Neighborhood Campus, The Gathering Hall, 7054 32nd Avenue South, Seattle, Washington. Learn and discuss three strategic directions, personal and professional connections, cultural and historical connections, home and school connections. I know for a fact that all of my students would be up at least two to three reading levels by the end of the school year if they took the course. I've definitely seen a difference in DeAsia as far as school goes. I think it would be of value to any parent to uh, sit through the videos. They, they didn't take very long. The book isn't a huge book. It's not like 500 pages. Um, so I think any parent would uh, glean something from. That's a full of responses. The homeschool connection appears to be a program that can be effective as a parent orientation in any educational setting. Remember, come out April the 18th. Make sure you RSVP at eventbrite.com and search for the National Black MBA Association of Seattle. And don't forget to stay for a community fun time fellowship afterwards, beginning at 9 p.m. Let's make a lasting change for future generations. Make it a great day. Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. We can't help but dance when we hear that song. It's Bigger Than Me by Leandra Johnson. I know Leandra's going through some things right now, and so we want to send out our, our blessings to her. But I got to tell you, Leandra, when I heard that song, It's Bigger Than Me, and I literally heard the song for the first time maybe three weeks ago. So I actually changed the name of this show because of the words, the lyrics, lyrics in your song. You talk about being perfectly made. Don't get me started. I'm going to stay focused, people. But the name of this show is It's Bigger Than Me. And if this is the first time you're listening, again, part of what we're doing with this show is we're here to inspire, right? We, we want to uplift, inspire you to be the best you can be, to uplift and provide some information about connecting in our community using some uh, po positive psychology. But we're also stimulating and spotlighting uh, stimulating intellectual conversations and spotlighting people in the community who are doing some amazing, amazing things in the community. And so one of my guests, my third guest, is here. Uh, your nickname is, I'm looking at an article that was written by uh, on you, and your nickname is The Sunflower Man. And that's because you've actually, you host, you run the Bellevue Community Garden. Yes, I run the Bellevue, the Urban Bellevue Garden. The Bellevue Urban Garden. That's right. 
It's called The Bug. The Bug. B-U-G. And we're here in Seattle. But for anyone who doesn't know, Bellevue is a little bit of a swanky part of town. Would you Would you agree? Well... The answer is yes. Don't try to talk it out. So we both live in Bellevue, and it is not the hood. Just FYI for anyone who's listening. Um, but the work that he does is he does go into Seattle. He goes into these surrounding areas in the community, and he actually brings kids in to um, experience this concept. And I know yesterday we had a guest on the show who was talking about it was um, Tristan Sanders, uh, Agunkiede. I got it right. Got I it think right. I got it right. That that's his uh his chosen name is Angunkiede. Um and he was talking about a, an urban garden that he has in Sanford, Florida, which is a few miles away from where um uh Trayvon Martin was murdered. Uh and so the work that he's doing in his community is so profound because they actually needed that. And he talked about how it you know, it heals trauma. Right. For that community, bringing people in. And he talked about that that community was suffering from what he called a food desert. You know, so he's taking food to others in that community. Let's talk a little bit about the things that you do. I know you talked yesterday about how it heals the soul. You mentioned some different groups that you bring in and even some mentally ill. Yeah. uh, I mentioned Hero House and NAMI. Uh, Hero House is just uh, a block from where we are right now. Uh, the program is really centered on trying to uh, offer help to individuals who are struggling mentally, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we bring them to the farm, to the garden, and we ask them to help us, you know, uh, whichever way. And some of the experiences I've had with them is they would come to me and say, oh, this place is so peaceful. When they look at the tall sunflowers that I grow, they hug them. It's such a, a powerful oh. experience. And when they smell the roses, uh, when they smell the, the different herbs that we grow, it's just, you know, you look at their faces, they're smiling, they're, just, they're feeling good. And they say, can we come back? I say, you can come back <laughs> anytime, <laughs> any day, you know. And just even the act of pulling weeds. And sometimes you see these little birds coming, you know, and the, uh, uh, the bees sitting on flowers. Little stuff like that, which sometimes we, we take it for granted, mm. but it has such a great impact. And just connecting uh, with nature, so mm. powerful, yes. I, I love that. And, and so, there, so there's a few things I heard you say. And ladies on the phone, if you want to respond or, or bring in any, share any thoughts, please feel free to do so. But what I heard you say were three things. How little things that we often overlook, yeah. things like a bee, that, that, that lands on the flower. I, I, I challenge everyone who's listening this day to find something this week that you would have normally overlooked, something in nature, and just pause. Whatever you're doing, don't have a phone in your hand. You know, as you're driving through, it's springtime. Here in Seattle, flowers are blooming. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful. So I'm going to challenge everyone who's listening to just do one thing for yourself today, this week rather, before you hear, before you join us again next week at 3 o'clock on 11.50 a.m., we're going to ask you to spend some time each day of the week just marinating, pause, and, and, and enjoy something in nature, whether it's a bloom, colors changing in the trees, a flower, a bee that lands on flowers. Trees changing, whatever it might be. Uh, the, the shape of the clouds. We're on the fifth floor in Seattle. It's gorgeous here. It's actually cloudy, but even the clouds are beautiful. So I'm going to challenge oh. you to just immerse in nature. Dr. Tart, you've just gave me three mm's from the Amen Corner. Anything you want to say about how important it is to immerse in nature for the, the, the health and well-being of, of us as I individuals and as a community? Yes, yes, as a community. I love what he just said in terms of bringing in... Um, individuals who are struggling with mental illnesses. And if we, we, there's so much to just learn when individuals are not um, uh, inundated by distractions of the world, but they are in, you know, within themselves. And just that simple go-do that you've given us, eat, to just stop, stop literally and smell a rose. Just stop literally and watch a bee. Just 
if you see a bee, and just, just try and follow don't them run. with your eyes. As far. If you're too no, close. Just, <laughs> right. Just, no, right, don't run. Just just watch it. Just watch it. It is so incredible to realize how seriously in that moment de-stress that we can become if we were to pay attention. And that's a part of, we talk about raising, I have to say it again, raising the level of awareness in our community. And we have been so overwhelmed with so many things that sometimes we don't recognize how stressed we are. I want each of you sitting right there in that room, look at your shoulders, look at your partner's shoulders, and see how close they are to their ear. That tells you that you're carrying a great deal of stress. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Mm. But I'm going to hand it over to someone else. So. <laughs> no, you're right. And I got to tell you, in this room, uh, Mabel and I, we're looking pretty good. I know his shoulders are down. And, <laughs> and we spent a lot of time in nature. Now that, I, now that I'm laid off, I actually get to, I'm writing these amazing books. But Listen, my vision for myself in 2020, I will have two best-selling books, right? I would have mm-hmm. changed this community for the better. I'm actually doing the work that I love to do, and i got to tell you, I've never felt so amazing. When I say I wake up every Absolutely. day just thrilled and delighted to be able to do the work that I love to do, it is such a mm-hmm. blessing. And so I can imagine. in my garden, the house that we live in, there's windows from the ceiling to the floor. In my garden, everything is blooming. It's amazing. I have hummingbird feeders. Hummingbirds visit me daily. It is <laughs> fabulous. Oh, and there's actually, this is the kind of immersion in nature that I've been able to do. There's actually some birds building a, a birdhouse uh, under my foliage, right in front of my bird, bird bath, like 10 feet in front of my class. It's amazing. So I actually, just as a testimony, I actually would recommend that everyone spend, again, not just one minute, not just start with five minutes, every day in nature. And one of my favorite books that I'm going to recommend, it's called, it's by Deepak Chopra. It's called The Seven Laws of Spiritual Success. It's very easy read. It's one of those small little coffee table books that's probably no bigger than the size of your hand. It's tiny. It's like an hour and 40 minutes to listen to on Audible. The Seven Laws of Spiritual Success. And this first law is around tapping into the infinite laws of the universe or the infinite powers of the universe. And he talks about being silent. He talks about meditation. But he also says if you really really want to tap into it, he says spend some time in nature. Putting your toes in the grass. He didn't say that. That's my part. But putting your feet, walking on the grass, <laughs> barefoot, right? He does talk about like I listening to the it. running water. And so anyway, immerse in nature. So the seven laws of spiritual success are some of the, the foundations that we're going to talk about on this show as well as it relates to being the best you can be. I got to tell you, I'm a testimony. So as we move into the segment of our show that we call Surrender and Soar, uh, one of the things that he talks about, Deepak, in his book is... Um, what the first law again is around, I'll say connecting to the universe, but it's about being silent, spending time in silence every day. He said, start with five minutes with this age of technology, right? It's kind of hard for us to do so, but I'm going to say five minutes, 20 minutes, an hour each day, 30 minutes. You know, he talks about meditating 30 minutes a day in the morning and 30 minutes in the evening. Meditation can just be you sitting silently staring at nature, And he talks about using that time to literally connect to the infinite powers of the universe. And I've read about 20 books that actually have the same general theme. Even that book, The Secret, I mentioned earlier, the the, law of attraction. Like you put your intentions out into the universe and just the power of your subconscious mind is another book, by the way. I'm just throwing them out there. There's a book called The Power of of Your Subconscious Mind or Unconscious Mind. Basically, all these books talk about the same thing, the power of intention. So if you say, you know what, I'm going to X, Y, and Z, whatever that thing is, it will come to pass. I said I wanted my life to, to, to uh, I wanted to live out the purpose that I know God has for me. And I'm supposed to be changing lives. He's given me everything that I need to do it, and I'm doing it, right? And so my ask is that you each who are listening Connect to your power of intention and see what happens. Deepak talks about mm-hmm. disconnecting from the outcome. He talks about the law of karma, cause and effect, but also talks about the law of like, dharma, which is really finding your purpose in life. And so when I talk about 
surrender and soar and the power of intention. I'm going to ask my, my in-studio guest here, Mabin, to tell us a little bit about that story that you told us about how you meet, how you got here to the U.S. And you said you were praying, praying, if I remember correctly, in your quiet place. You called it your prayer closet, but let's, let's give a description. Tell us exactly what you were doing. I'm going to ask you to give us a two-minute version of that because I want you to give me two of those stories. So first talk about getting here your prayer, and what those two things that happened right away that was obviously a miracle. Yeah, so the short version is I was praying, that is back in Africa, I was praying in a... And what country are you from again? Zambia, Africa. Zambia. Yeah, I was praying in, you know, chicken coop, basically. And at that time, my heart was going, well, Lord, you know, I just, you know, I feel so desperate. Then the Lord whispers, whispered in my heart, he said, I've set the wheels in motion. Those are the exact words. And I knew right there and then that God was opening doors. So, of course, the first thing I did was uh, go to the American embassy. And for immigrants, you know how hard it is to get a visa. You tell me. To make the story short, in about five minutes, my visa was ready. But hold on. You said it's hard. No, no, no. I'm going to let you expand a little bit more. It's a long process. It's a long process. You did it not takes, fill out the form before you well, got there. Well, uh, you, 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 you fill in the forms and all the documents. When you got there. When you get there, yeah. But in short, you know, and this is a long story, but, uh, which, you know, may take Basically hours five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, after doing that, I was given a visa. And, of course, my next thing was, okay, now I need an air ticket to fly to the uh, United States. And so I went to... It was a uh, student visa that you got because they, yeah, they asked you, why do you want to go to the sure, U.S.? And you sure, said, you I want to study. Sure, you have a student visa with all the documentation and so on. Right. And after that, of course, you know, I asked for help from... Um, uh, the British Air- Airways, the airline, and make the story short. No, no, don't make it short. Tell the story. Well, <laughs> you got one minute. Tell the story. Though. I got the one minute, so I went there at the British, you know, the travel agent. Slow down. It's okay. Yep. So I went there to the travel agent and said, uh, "Is it possible you guys give free tickets?" I mean, that, those are the exact words. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, "Why don't you put it in writing?" And of course, I put it in writing. And they asked me to go back the following day, which I did. You spoke to a manager. So you went in, you spoke to a manager, you asked that question. They said, put it in writing. You showed them your visa as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and so I put it in writing and went back the following day. That's right. The visa, yeah, the air ticket was ready for me, the return ticket. Oh, wow. Yeah, just like that. Yeah, I mean, if you want to know more, I mean, Tracy can tell you about it, you know. <laughs> no, 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 that, that's good. And there, were, there have been two articles written in, in, in newspapers sure, about sure, the sure. Sunflower Man. You, sure. can, you, can, you can also look sure. online for the Sunflower Man. Oh, my God, this hour is almost over. Ladies, ladies, we got four minutes yes. or two minutes yes. left, actually, uh, before we have to end. That, he, there's more to his story for the listening audience, and there's a lot more that we're going to talk about as it relates to the concept of just surrendering and soaring. I got to tell you my story as well. You said God said to you, what did he, what did he say to you in the chicken coop? We said uh, <laughs> uh, the wheels. <laughs> I've set the wheels in motion. Yeah. And what, what's amazing about yeah. what God said to him that he set the wheels in motion? I've never told anyone this until he told me this story when I was sitting in the room with my Microsoft HR person. I swear to you, no lie. And I've been doing all this work around adaptive leadership, this equity and inclusion initiative that I started. And leaders were like, this is the right thing to do. But I I appreciate the honesty for them to say, this is the right thing to do. I submitted an accommodations request to say, this is what I need to be successful. And they basically said they can't do that. They don't, they're not adaptive leaders. Um, And so thank you. I mean, this is a thank you that there's no, no dig in any way. Like you got, I'm a fluorescent yellow on a team of pastels. There's a process that needs to happen. And so I say all this to say, I was sitting there in, in the room with the HR lady, and you know what God said to me? I have set the wheels in motion. <laughs> I swear oh. to God. I started smiling. I felt amazing. I left there, and I, I asked God for my birthday in September, what should I be doing? He said, you're supposed to change the world. He told me that my, my he, anyway, I, I'm supposed to change the world. And as a result of that, what I did was, change the world. And we're going to do it together. This is Tracy Harrell. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than all of us. I'm going to ask you to go out and do your part. As usual, be well, be blessed, and do good.